Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, we're ready for some football. Two hours away from kickoff. Until then, we're here on Hardline. Yeah, we're talking some heavy-duty topics, Joe. It'll be nice to have a little relief and watch a football game. But, um, you know, let's face reality here. This is a nasty, ugly situation that's happening with uh, people calling for Bishop Malone's resignation. Others uh, saying that the bishop doesn't need to resign. I'd like to know what you think. And I'd be curious to know, too, um, if you're coming back from church this morning or if you're headed to Mass, has it been brought up? Has the priest talked about it or any of the other uh, deacons or other folks uh, at Mass? Have they brought it up to you? Is it uh, a buzz among the parishioners? I uh, grew up Catholic. I went to Blessed Trinity Church for many, many years, and now on occasion go to church at St. Greg's in Williamsville. And uh, I have to admit, uh, every time I think about Mass or the Catholic Church, my automatic uh, automatic association is what's happening with Bishop Malone and the Buffalo Diocese. When the movement to restore trust came out and called for his resignation, Joe, there was a giant step. There was a big reversal, too. And these are very prominent Catholics who make up that group. And for them to come out and talk about it, these are not people who just, you know, would knee-jerk say, okay, he's got to go. The the group is comprised of lawyers, doctors, you know, people in high positions, white collar positions, other positions. And uh, I'm curious to know what you think. My opinion, I think Bishop Malone has to go. I think there's too much damage done. These secret tapes that were revealed talk about the cover up. The bishop referred to Reverend Jeffrey Nowak as a sick puppy. Uh, and uh, there's too much happening here that the bishop hasn't addressed and tried to cover up. So that alone, to me, is enough for the bishop to say, time to go. Yeah, and uh, Brenda, I can't say much, uh, I can't add much to that, but Brian Higgins did say this, and then we'll get right back into calls. Um, A bunch of clips from when Higgins, uh, Congressman Higgins was asked this during the week. Here's what he said about the people left in ministry. The bishop and his public relations firm had stated clearly that the problems that we've experienced in the Catholic diocese with priests who are abusing kids all predated him being here. And then in his own words, in his own voice, within the last 30 days, he characterized as a priest. He characterized as irrational and dangerous, was left in ministry. Exactly what you were saying, uh, Brenda. 803-0930. Let's go to Rick in Niagara Falls to kick off the hour. Rick, good morning. Well, that was a good lead-in for what I wanted to talk to. Um, the question, you guys, I'm driving around the city today, and your questions that you, you and your get, uh, other hosts brought up, one of the things, politicians should speak out on issues. Why are we dancing around the issue of it's a church versus state? This is not. Congressman Hickens, who happens represents me, I want him to be vocal about things. I want my city council. I want my mayor, our minister, uh, you know, whoever, alderman, you know, common council. You want them because we vote those people into office. And they represent us. Us. So I'm not asking for Congressman, um, his, polit- uh, his personal view. He's got to come to us as a community and say, what is the view that my, my community is saying to me? You know, I had a state representative for many years. Him and I were very close friends. But the one thing we always fought about was the death penalty. And he always voted on the death penalty as a person 
his personal feelings, not what his district really wanted. And we fought for years. You know, when I say fought, we argue, we talk about it. But, see, that's why I got that opinion. I want my representatives to talk about issues, especially this one. Well, especially with Brian Higgins being Catholic. Uh, you know, he comes from a personal a point of view that's relevant to the topic at hand here. So I think it's it's fair for him to make a comment. And he was asked specifically about it. It's not as if he brought it up. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. I'm with you on that one. Okay. I have uh, been the past uh, chairman of Niagara Falls Human Rights Commission. And what I'm about to say, when you investigate yourself, you're not going to get an honest investigation. And what bothers me is we'll go after the bishop, and rightfully so, I'm not saying that, but we're going after the bishop. Why is the bishop doing these investigations? Why is not the Department of Justice, the state attorney general, the federal, the, you know, the DOJ? Why am I not hearing you say anything about these organizations? Why are we letting the church do their own investigations? That's- well, well, I think because they're, it's their own entity. So uh, not to say that you know government or prosecution can't happen, but I think at this point they have to investigate within it, and then we'll see if it goes to the next step of um, the court system, the justice system in this area. Well, didn't uh, when the state passed, uh, I'm not sure what the name of the law is. The Child Victims Act? Yes. Now, that put it all on the table as far as I'm concerned about, you know, it's time for the government uh, and the Department of Justice, the, the state attorney general, the, the, the federal attorney general. The, why are they sitting back? I don't believe that the, the, the bishop should be doing an investigation. I agree with that, Rick, because you remember a few months ago, the bishop was asked if he would turn over any files, and he said, no, that's against the diocese protocol. So I, I agree. I, I, I'm waiting for a state or, well, there are, you know, there is a rumor that there is an FBI investigation going on. Obviously, we won't know that until it's completed. Um, so there may already be something going on behind the scenes. Joe, I think that's the point. We don't know what might be going on from a justice standpoint. But it, it also reflects, Rick, I think that the power of the church, and I mean that as an institution in general, not just in Buffalo, but in general from the Vatican on down. Okay, I got one more question for you. Administrative leave. Okay. What do we do? Because these are only allegations. What do you do with a priest that has an allegation against him? If we if we fire them and then we find out the allegations aren't true, what what do we do to that priest's reputation? So everybody, in, including you, that's this is what riled me up this morning, administration leave. What do we do with somebody who has allegations against them, but they're not proven yet? Now, you this morning on the news, I heard we have, I think that priest should be fired no matter what the vatican says okay they, they i think i heard that on the news that the vatican's under review of the one it just they found out the allegation that's wrong he should be fired i know and whatever else happens so i guess what i'm asking is what do we do with a minister what do we do with somebody who is not convicted of something but if you don't put them on administrative leave and it's the same with the, a lot of police departments they put them on administrative leave I agree with administrative leave until you find out what the allegations are true or false. Now, news people have make it sound like administrative, they're doing something wrong. So as news people, I'm asking you to address that issue. I think if it's administrative leave, they're investigated. I think to put somebody on administrative leave, Rick, is a pretty big deal in and of itself. And then if they're exonerated, they get reinstated. That's my understanding. Is it is the person tainted? Probably, yeah. 
You know, but what I'm saying is it comes across, and, and I'm not just saying what you said this morning, but every they make administrative leave. A person is assumed innocent until proven guilty, but it just seems like that that's what really wound me up, that you made it sound this morning like administrative is, I think administrative is a good thing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And this morning, that's what kind of got me going, because all the time we put them on administrative leave, and then people have a tendency to think like, oh, you're just protecting them. No, it's administrative leave, and I guess this is where I'll leave. Administrative leave is to protect you in case you are innocent. Rick, uh, good call. Thank you very much. I I do think administrative leave is the right way to go, and if it's founded that these allegations were false, if some sicko, and and I think that's that's, that's a sick act as well because you're taking away from the problem and now you're now you're putting doubt in people's minds so you know there are most priests are good are good people and i think it's a shame if anyone's putting false allegations uh towards a good priest you know joe whenever i see a group of priests now my first thought is i wonder if these folks are guilty of something and it's really a shame I feel bad that I think like that. Yeah, well, um, but there's so much there, there's so much about what's happening in the Buffalo Diocese that taints all priests, which is really a, a darn shame because it, it isn't fair to those priests who have done nothing wrong and continue to serve uh, their parishioners in the way that they should and carry on God's word. It really the whole situation is just ugly now because of this whole taint on everybody in the diocese yeah, and, 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 and that's another reason i think the bishop should resign and you know you have the the priests who committed these awful acts and then you have the priest that helped them cover up and in my opinion is they are just, just as, bad, as bad just as bad so i know what you mean when you say you see a group like did someone cover up is, is someone part of you know yeah it, it, it's, it's a shame to have to think like it's that. a shame because like i said they're they're mostly good men in the priesthood and um it's just sad what's what's going on. We'd like to hear from you. 803-0930. Start 930 on your cell phone. Getting great text in at 3930. Keep them coming. More Hardline after this. Welcome back to Hardline. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy here on News Radio 930. The B, the B team. WBEN, the B team with you for about 40 more minutes. Uh, talking some, talking about the uh, whole dicey situation here in Buffalo, 803-0930. As we mentioned, Bishop Malone was on with Tom Bowerly Friday. Here's what he said when he was asked about resigning. Not necessarily. I would pay. I would pay very close attention to that. I would consult with others about that, including some. I'm sorry. This makes for some really bad radio, but I introduced that wrong. This is the bishop commenting on if he would resign if presented with a petition. I apologize. That is the lead-in for this clip. Not necessarily. I would pay. I would pay very close attention to that. I would consult with others about that, including some of the priests who perhaps theoretically signed the letter, and other priests whom I know would never sign the letter because they they express their support every single day to me. I would probably consult with Cardinal Dolan, who is the Metropolitan Archbishop responsible for New York, but uh, I wouldn't do it automatically. Brenda, what do you think about that clip? Well, and I, I think there's a certain arrogance among uh, Bishop Malone's uh, philosophies and attitudes. Uh, and I also thought it was wrong of him to skip that Catholic Charities dinner uh, Thursday night. Or, yeah, or was it Friday night? That would have been Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. He said uh, he felt that it would bring too much attention to 
the good work of the purpose of the dinner and that it would detract from the people who were there and for that for that reason. But I think that he really didn't want to face down more uh, people who are disgruntled and very, very angry about what's happening under his leadership. I thought that was kind of a poor out on his part. Because you would think people at that dinner, there'd have to be some in that group that don't approve of the bishop staying in power. I'd love to know if some of the folks who were at the dinner would call in. I'd love to know what happened at that dinner, what the thought was that the bishop declined their invitation to attend. 803-0930, Barbara in Buffalo. Barbara, good morning. Good morning, Joe. It's so good to hear your voice on the weekend. Hi, Brenda. Hey, Barbara, how are you today? I think it's beautiful that the two of you are on. Thank you. Okay, the gentleman before pretty much uh, said what I wanted to say, but I have another question that I kind of am a little bit perplexed about. Brian Higgins made a comment. However, isn't Brian Higgins one of the people who supposedly, like Governor Cuomo, is a Catholic and yet voted for abortion this is see it's like talk talking out of both sides of your mouth i mean i understand supposedly he's a catholic but yet there's other things that they vote for that would be totally against the catholic religion so in your mind barbara it's very difficult to reconcile those two things i think that you know when they make a comment like that we should look at what how they vote but I, I guess, you know, what I have trouble with is I think it's clouding the issue of what we're talking about. Yes, he supports Cuomo as a Democrat. Whether he supports every single thing that Cuomo believes in, I think, is really a question that only Higgins can answer. But what does that have to do with Malone resigning? You know, to me, it's two separate issues. I think that, yes, uh, Malone should resign. However, I just think that they, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth that he's such a devout Catholic. Uh, I believe that uh, the gentleman before said that, you know, the administrative leave and all that. I believe in that. But this has been going on for years and years and years. Yes, he stepped into it, and yes, he is not going forth and taking care of what needs to be taken care of. But I still think part of it is the money thing. Uh, certain priests at certain churches have large con- congregations, and they are supporting, you know, the diocese with a lot of money. But my question is this. If they put someone on administrative leave, which he should do, but if they are found to be guilty, what happens? This, is, this has been my question right along after I heard. He, you mean what their punishment is or what, what happens to that person? Uh, uh, Bishop Malone is doing a cover-up. But my question is, if they are found guilty, what happens? Right. Good question. I'd like to know, too. Yes, because, like I said, a pedophile is a pedophile, and I believe that they should face their abuser in court. I don't disagree with that, Barbara. Thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. Barbara in Buffalo opens up a line for you at 803-0930. Brenda asked the question, and Brenda, someone texted in. Our priest said today there was a petition amongst priests being passed around the diocese with them signing it, asking for the bishop to step down. Interesting. So addressed at Mass today at this person's church. And that was what I was curious about. Has it been brought up at Mass? Uh, If you were at Mass either yesterday or this morning, uh, what was said, if anything, and uh, what's the buzz among fellow parishioners? 
inside the church, 803-0930 or 30930 is the text line. All right, let's get right back to Catherine in Buffalo. Catherine, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing all right, Catherine. What do you got for us? Um, well, I just wanted to call because there's, you know, some misconception. Uh, Representative Higgins has a right in the United States of America to say whatever he wants. You know, so that's, that's his opinion. I haven't decided. I've been praying about it as far as the bishop goes. Uh, the other thing is the calling out of uh, Representative Higgins uh, was many years ago. I'm not saying it was right. It should have been done privately. And I, the way I understand it, I wasn't at that mass, but he was called out by a deacon because of his stance uh, being like pro-abortion. That's my understanding of it. Uh, the other thing is, um, uh, you know, this is a purification time for the Catholic Church. I'm sorry that people are leaving the church, because if you're leaving because of human beings, I mean, Christ was betrayed, and this is a terrible betrayal. And um, I'm sorry that we're losing people, uh, because you shouldn't be going to church or mass um, for the priest. You should be going because Christ is there. Catherine, can I, can I counter with a question? Sure. Shouldn't you, though, avoid a church because of a priest if there was a certain priest that did you wrong? Oh, yes. That's, that's, you can go to any parish you want to, you know. And if you suspect something, it should be our priest. He has been he had meetings and everything since this scandal started. And he told us at the first big meeting that if anybody, you know, approaches you in the church inappropriately, if it's your child, if it's you, it's your husband, whoever it might be, don't call me and don't call the diocese. Call 911. Call the police. So, I, I mean, he, he talked about it again today. Uh, you know, he's trying to get us all through it. And um, uh, he's a wonderful priest. I really respect that, Catherine, because I think for a priest to not pretend that it doesn't exist and put your head in the sand is wrong. And I, I really respect the faith that your priest is addressing it openly and explicitly to the parishioners. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Catherine, thank you so much for the call. Opens up a line at 803-0930. A half hour of hard line is left. But first, it's news with Neil McManus. <laughs> Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I feel like it's a third down, Scott. I'm going to need the train whistle. Oh, no. No whistle. Where's the whistle? It's third and 15. (laughs) Scott Miller, no. No? No? We don't have it. (laughs) 803-0930. Star 930 on a cell phone. Shoot us a text at 3930. Brenda, you had a text uh, for us. Yeah, there's a lot of great texts coming in, folks. We really appreciate it, good or bad. Uh, One of the texts said, our priest said today that there was a petition amongst priests being passed around the diocese with them signing it, asking for him, meaning Bishop Malone, to step down. 
So uh, we'll see what happens with that. And Joe, another text that came in that I thought was very interesting. Uh, just FYI, I'm close friends with a seminarian, and the majority of seminarians are in favor of him resigning, a strong majority. And this texture says the bishop is also under FBI investigation. So to our earlier caller's point about whether uh, you know other agencies are involved, including law enforcement, um, with the bishop and these allegations, I think that will be borne out sooner than later. 803-0930. Joe, back to the calls. And we have... We have Gordon, Gordon. in Eggertsville. Hey, Gordon, Gordon, good morning. Oh, good morning. Uh, interesting topic. Uh, just uh, my two cents. Uh, uh, I feel that the, uh, the bishop himself is, uh, is a good man, uh, as are all men. However, um, there's, a, there's a serious issue here. Uh, I see him as a man in a box. He's got the federal government, state government, canon law, and his own conscience on all sides. Uh, the bottom is not a good place to go. However, the top is the way to get out. And I think that he would do himself and the church a great favor if he would get in front of some of this stuff instead of waiting for it to bite him when it comes out. He's got a filing cabinet full of information, and outside of the confidence of confession, uh, he knows what's going on. And if he would put it on the table and deal with it, I think he would gain a tremendous amount of credibility that he doesn't have right now. You know, Gordon, it seems like he's doing just the opposite, doesn't it, with these cover-ups and barring certain reporters from press conferences and uh, the secret tapes that came out where he he literally says, if this comes out, I'm done? Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that. I just think that uh, um, he has a lot more information and it may be inflammatory to expose it at this point. He has it. And uh, if it uh, is uh, not... Uh, if it doesn't uh, uh, contravene um, the uh, um, the confidentiality of confession, he knows what the allegations are, and if he would bring them out and put them on the table and give us some kind of a clue as to how he plans to address them, um, I, he would he would have a lot more support than he has right now. Otherwise, I think he's digging himself a hole, and um, um, I, I don't think that uh, uh, he's going to be able to avoid uh, resignation. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Frankly, I'm surprised he's hung on this long. Yeah, well, he's, he's a gutsy guy, but, uh, but it, for what reason? Is, is the question. Right. You know, Gordon, I wonder, is it just hubris? Is it pride that he just, he refuses to say, I'm gone? What, what do you think is driving Bishop Malone? I, I think that um, he has a, a fierce sense of duty to the church, and um, he uh, probably won't uh, move from square one until he gets some direction from the cardinal or, or you know, whoever's up the, up the hill there, from the pope or wherever. Um, he uh, he feels he needs to be steadfast in doing what he's doing, but what he's doing is only making it worse. It, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Gordon, we appreciate the call. That, that opens up a line, Joe, 803-0930. 
And we still have about 20 minutes left in the show. Yeah, and, and you know, to Gordon's point, uh, I've had this question since I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. Who is the bishop's PR person that thought, A, that press conference was a good idea? Just the press they're, conference they're alone. alone. Right. And then making it, you knew that that memo was going to get out, that you didn't invite Charlie Speck. Of course. I mean, you thought that was a good look for the diocese? You know, I don't understand what they're thinking. No. Talk about not knowing how to get out of damage control. Not knowing how to read a room. And yeah, you know, Charlie Speck is a thorn in the bishop's side, clearly. But to bar him? Yeah, and what was he going to ask? Because by the time of <laughs> yeah, that press conference, of? by the time of that press conference, everyone's seen the tapes. So what was Charlie going to ask that Brendan Keeney wasn't going to ask, right. or Mike Baggerman wasn't going to ask, or one of the other fine news people from the other stations in the area? What what question was Charlie going to ask that you were so scared of? It makes the bishop look petty and small, and uh, and frankly afraid. And also uh, gives context to this answer when he was asked if he knows of anything else in those tapes that could put more heat on him. I really don't know. I, I can't think right this minute of things that would be harmful in that sense. But I, you know, when you think of well, we that staff meeting happens almost every week for an hour and a half. So uh, I don't know what else is on there. 803-0930, one of our favorite regular callers, John in Rochester. John, good morning. Hey, Joe. Hey, Brenda. Good morning, John. Welcome. Big day today. Indeed, yes. Buffalo Bills. Hey, you got starting it. Starting it with a division game, yeah. one of two straight in New York. Let's go. Let's set the tone. In New Jersey, by the way. That's right. I love it. Buffalo is the only true New York State team. I love it. That's right. That's right. But, you know, uh, I, I'm a Catholic, and I grew up uh, in the 50s and 60s, and uh, I was around a lot of uh, altar boys, uh one of our neighbors became a priest. My mom was heavily involved with the Catholic Church from uh, being a little kid herself. And I'll tell you, up until the 1970s, I never heard of any type of abuse at all. And, and it's amazing to me that uh, now we have this, this whole issue. But uh, it was unbelievable. I did listen to the tape uh, uh, of the bishop, and, you know, it, I... I did not see the, his interview on ABC. He did, but but uh, I listened to the tape, and he seemed he, to me it didn't sound like he was covering it up. It, it almost sounded to me like that he was too deliberate and uh, procrastinating. He was procrastinating, and maybe out of definitely out of out of the unknown and out of fear. Uh, it, that was. Kind of, but I did not hear his uh, ABC interview uh, before that. Did you get a chance to hear his uh, interview with Bowerly? I did not. I did not. I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, John, how I thought, you know, it, I thought Tom did a fine job walking a fine line between being respectful of the bishop, but asking him a lot of pointed questions. And uh, it left me even more convinced that he should resign. Uh, that came right after the news of the uh, movement to restore trust calls for his call for his resignation. It also came on the bishop saying he was not attending the dinner from Catholic Charities that night. So uh, it just it keeps up adding and adding and adding up. And uh, the time I think is really obvious that this is the time for him to call it quits before yeah. there's more damage done. Well, you could be right, Brenda. Again, I did not, I did not hear the Bowerly interview. I did not hear the ABC interview. So I just, uh, just that was my impression. But uh, he, 
I would agree with you. It sounds like he might be on his way out. But, but uh, you know, just to, on a kind of a related topic, going back, because of my age, I remember I was in uh, junior high when Malcolm X was assassinated. And uh, the one, some of the reasons that he might have been assassinated was he had a big falling out with Elijah Muhammad, who was the leader of the Nation of Islam. And the the reason Malcolm X broke away from Elijah Muhammad was Elijah Muhammad had affairs with young women uh, and tried to cover it up. So it's kind of ironic. Uh, in Malcolm X's case, he was assassinated uh, because of that. It'll be Joe. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something, John? I just have a question about the Rochester Diocese. Has anything like this been happening over there? Not to this extent. No. No. Have they had any issues at all with the uh, the Child's uh, Victim Act? Uh, yes. Yes, we have. Uh, it hasn't been anywhere near the Buffalo situation, but uh, yeah. So we've we've had our issues here. No doubt about that. I don't know if you heard earlier, John, a couple of folks had texted in about how uh, priests as early as this morning had talked very openly about what's happening and how they're saying people need to talk about this, bring it up if there's any issue, uh, report it to the authorities, and just simply talk about it. As one deacon said to a a group of parishioners this morning, you are the church. So uh, I, I think that we have to keep that in mind as well. I don't want the Catholic Church, and I'm speaking as a Catholic, to be defined by this scandal, this ever-growing and evolving scandal. Um, I think it's important to remember what the core issues are and why we are Catholics. So uh, it's a tough time. It's a tough time as a Catholic, and I, you know, I admit that I think about this every time I think of the Church. It's almost this automatic association uh, with what's happening with the bishop and this uh, ever-evolving scandal. I agree with you. As a Catholic, it's very, very disappointing. And 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 uh, the, the the state attorney general, uh, you know, maybe one of the reasons they haven't uh, stepped in quicker is maybe uh, they're spending too much time on the Trump investigation. <laughs> well, it's the first time Trump has been mentioned in almost two hours. It's got to be a that's a hard line first. Yeah, exactly. Get John, John, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. Okay, go Bills. Yeah, go Bills, go Bills for you sure. Got it. All right, John in Rochester opens up a line for you at 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone. One segment remaining. We will get to that segment after this. Welcome back. One segment to go on Hardline. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy with you talking about, well, the big story of the week. It was the bishop. It was the diocese, the new uncovered tapes from Channel 7. And now here's the clip I was introducing last segment when asked if he was stepping down by our Tom Byerly. Here is what Bishop Malone said. I intend to continue with the ministry to which the church has called me for as long as I can do it. I really want to be able to be part with the lay folks and my priests and deacons and religious part of leading us out of this terrible storm that has had such profound and painful impact on so many victims for decades. So I don't think he'll be the one to step. I don't think he will voluntarily step down. There we go. I don't think that uh, the bishop sounds very sincere there, Joe. It sounded kind of scripted to me, and I think he knows the walls are closing in on him. Um, it'll be interesting to think, to see what happens this week. I think if you and I are here next week, Joe, 
it'll be very interesting to see what'll be uh, happening, if anything, because this seems to be falling apart rather quickly now for the bishop, um, with the different things that have been happening this past week between that dinner and the call for his resignation from these high-profile Catholics, all of that stuff. So uh, I think the end is closer in sight now for the bishop than ever, and I wonder if perhaps it will come from Rome, that the Vatican will say, look, there's just way too much evidence now being uncovered, and there's too much. You can't, as, as a a person who is under this much fire and having folks in the seminaries and different priests calling upon him to resign be an effective leader. So I wonder if this will perhaps force Rome's hand and if it'll, uh, it'll be time to dispatch the bishop. It'll be interesting, and it would be good to hear from either uh, Cardinal Dolan uh, or from the Pope. I mean, this is, as John said, this has happened at other dioceses around New York, but Buffalo seems to be uh, where the worst of it is, and to the point where it's getting national attention. Oh, yeah. As we mentioned, there was an entire hour-long 60 Minutes on it, as well as a Nightline, Nightline special on yes. it. Yes, yes, indeed. It's really gotten national attention for sure. And um, it's not something that, that happens in a vacuum. I mean, there was a great movie called Spotlight that addressed this issue. There were a lot of problems in the uh, Boston diocese years ago and perhaps still at this point still existing joe in williamsville joe good morning good morning uh brenda and joe how are you doing all right doing man well. how you doing this morning okay well i'm pretty good but i i certainly um i have some opinions to express i i listen to wbn all the time almost all day uh, i i love the channel i love the personalities on but some of your statements today are really really ticked me off I got a couple of questions. First of all, what happened to Bishop Kimmick, Manzel, Head, McNulty, Burke, and O'Hara? How come there's no investigation or mention of them? Why is everything focused on this one guy, on Malone? I'm not saying he's right. All I'm saying is there were some other people involved in this, and everybody seems to ignore it. Joe, I, I have the perfect answer because it falls on Bishop Malone. He had the information. It could have stopped with Bishop Malone. Well, that it should fall on him to correct it and get out of it. It does fall on him to correct it, and he hasn't. That's that's the problem. It's the cover-up, it's too. The, I'm, not, I'm not making excuses for everyone else. They're, they're just as much to blame, too. But the, 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 the leader of the Western New York Diocese, which is, I didn't know this, a lot of counties in New York State— it falls on Bishop Malone, and he was inactive until he was forced to do something through a whistleblower. Did you ever think that maybe the cover-up is coming from much higher places than Bishop Malone and the diocese? Have you thought of that? That That may be true, Joe, but the bishop himself called the one priest a sick puppy and said, if this gets out, I'm done as bishop. So I don't think that has anything to do with higher up. It's the bishop talking about himself with a given situation. Well, I still still disagree, you know, and everybody's leaving the most important factor out of this, and that's God. Uh, Sooner sooner or later, he'll, he'll manage to rectify this entire situation. And there was another statement made about how some prominent people in the city, doctors and lawyers, want this bishop uh, taken out. Of- yes, I said that, Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, wa- I would like to look in their, into their backgrounds. 
but they're not the bishop, Joe. Yeah, they're I mean, not. That, that they're not a man. Those people are not a man of God. That has nothing to do with it. These are folks who are devout Catholics who really tried to to support the bishop, I think, and the diocese. And I think if you heard any of the interviews, it was pr- a pretty difficult decision that they came to after I would presume hours of talks and discussions and a lot of anguish. Keyword: presume. There's the key word. We don't know for sure, but you presume. Uh, yes, well, I, and I, I feel pretty confident saying that that's exactly what they did. And, and Joe, you, you mentioned God. I think uh, for those who believe in God, uh, as I do, I think he has sent many signs that he wants Bishop Malone uh, to resign or out as bishop. But that is just me as a non-Catholic, how I'm looking well, at Joe, it. Well, Joe, as a Catholic, I'll say I don't think God or Jesus would uh, endorse or advocate that the bishop engage in a cover-up and uh, not help people who have been abused, and and to really put some priests who were, um, you know, like Reverend Biernat. If you read what happened today, he was on uh, medication to suppress his memory. He went through a terrible, terrible time, if it is true, and did not get support from some of the bishop's top assistants. This is wrong. This is corrupt, and it has to stop from the top down. And the top down in the Buffalo Diocese is Bishop Richard Malone. The time has come for Malone to step down. For sure. In this text, we'll end it on this, Brenda. You guys really know nothing about the church. If Malone is taken out by Francis, he'll end up in a position in the Vatican. If he's replaced, it'll be by someone even worse. So they're just going to just give in? Well, let's like, hope not. It's the bishop. I, I, as you said, this is a very, th- this area is is very Catholic. You have a lot of devout Catholics. I don't think you can just give in and say, well, this is the best we can do. I don't think for that position, that should ever be the answer. And nor in this day and age when there are so many ways for things to get out. You know, there's, we had some callers talking about what it was like, you know, decades ago. With today's technology, I'm not surprised that some of this information was leaked or came out. Good or bad, it's out there. And uh, you can't address it in any other way other than to take the bull by the horns and make this right. Try to make it as right as possible after so many people have been hurt emotionally and physically. All right. That's it for Brenda and I. Hope everyone enjoys the Bills game. Go Bills. Get that win against the Jets. What a sweet kickoff to the season it'll be, especially compared to uh, how we started last year. Yeah, and uh, thanks to everybody who phoned in, called in, texted, and uh, left comments. It's a difficult topic. Yep. And, Joe, um, I appreciate your sensitivity with this as well. Yeah, same thing, and thanks, everyone, for calling. I'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. Hey, go Bills. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.